Welcome to the Christian Caffeine Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Christian Caffeine Podcast. Uh, uh, hope you're enjoying the show so far. Um, I know we're only, we've only had one episode so far, but I hope you liked it. And uh, if you did, then obviously uh, if you're back for the second episode, then how fantastic is that? Well done, and thank you so much. Um, if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, welcome. There's not a lot I want to say about it other than um, we're really keen to to have a regular expression of of faith through the podcast and an extension of the the Christian Caffeine uh, project through audio. Uh, we also have a a daily vlog that we're running and uh, regular Bible teaching that we're putting out there as well. Um, this podcast is supplementary to all of that. And help support that through uh, through various different methods. Uh, today's podcast is uh, all about a, a little teaching I, I recorded. I was just uh, brainstorming some thoughts, and I thought I would record them, and uh, completely unscripted, unthought through. Just me dwelling a little bit on uh, on a conversation I had with my daughter and and kind of leading on into kind of scriptural scriptural thoughts so uh it's it's perhaps a little bit meandering it's not it's not a tightly formulated script or that, that you know we wrote and drafted and redrafted and then presented nice and neatly it's uh it's just my honest thoughts on uh on the subject of joy in the lord which is uh something really close to my heart um, so hopefully you get something from it hopefully you you enjoy it if you have any thoughts or or comments um, by the time this publishes we'll have the uh, the website all set up it's going to be christiancaffeine.com so you can leave uh, leave comments there or use a contact form there or you know whatever you need to do to, to get in touch with us in order to uh, to share your thoughts uh, I will almost certainly have the email address Tom T O M at ChristianCaffeine.com. Um, if you want to get in touch with me directly, uh, I guess you can do that or use the for website form or a blog comment or what have you. Um, so, yeah, get in touch, share your thoughts. Um, but in the meantime, I am going to hit the stop button on this recording and then I'm going to tie in the. Uh, the teaching itself, the recording that I made earlier, and uh, plug that in in the gap. So uh, sit back, enjoy, listen. It's about 11 minutes long, so it's not too long, just kind of bite-sized thoughts. So uh, yeah, enjoy. I've been thinking a lot about happiness and joy uh, for various reasons I suppose uh, but very recently I was chatting with my youngest daughter Sophie who's who's six and she was really upset because uh, one of her friends one of her neighbours had taken a toy that she wanted to play with and 
she she wasn't able to play with it because this this child had, had taken it to play with it, and it wasn't Sophie's toys. It wasn't like it was theft. They were just kind of all playing together, and then this child wouldn't share, and Sophie got all upset. <clears throat> and I hate that. I hate when one of my kids gets upset. I really just want to jump in and you know fix everything, but. I know that that's really helpful um, in terms of Sophie's development. I think children need to learn how to resolve these issues themselves. So I didn't, I didn't just go outside running and, and grab the toy and demand that they share. Because when Sophie's twenty-five and has a job and her co-worker doesn't, you know, share or play nicely or whatever, then you know, I can't be there to save the day. So, so I, you know, I wanna, I wanna set this stuff up early that that she has to resolve these issues herself. But um, she wasn't keen to to go out and take any kind of action, which is, you know, fair enough. She's six years old, but uh, it's not like it was the end of the world. But she was a wee bit upset, and uh, we started to talk about it about how she was feeling and why she was feeling that way and I know she's a, a bit young for the kind of level of, of mature thinking that I would want her to have eventually but I, I really don't see any reason in not trying to instill that stuff as early as possible so we're talking about it and I was trying to explain to her that her joy, her happiness is like this precious thing and she shouldn't let anyone, anyone, whether it's me or whether it's the little girl around the corner who wouldn't share the toy or a teacher or, or anyone, no one should be able to take this precious thing from her. That she should never allow anyone to take it, steal it from her. She did look at me like it was absolutely crazy, by the way, and I think that's probably fair assessment. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, I, I just think it's so important that we allow other people to take our happiness and our joy away. And I don't think we should ever give anyone that kind of power over us or or to take such a, a precious thing. I think if we have our joy in things that are too small, like the next gadget that we want to buy or a car or a house or a or a person you know if we rely on that thing or that person to be the provider of our happiness or our joy then I think we're setting ourselves up for failure in life because these things are all transient, they're all things that will 
go away or can go away at, at any time. You know, the gadget can break, the car can get written off, the the house can get repossessed, the person can leave. You know, investing our joy into these things or depending our joy upon these things is such a mistake. Now, I get why Sophie would do it at six years old because she plays with the toy, she's happy, she doesn't play with the toy, she's sad. You know, life is a lot more binary at six. So I don't I don't blame her for, for that. But the earlier she can learn to put her joy in something unshakable, the better. You see, we shouldn't let ourselves go up and down with the tides of life. Like, our joy shouldn't ebb and flow just because you know for a couple of years I've got a good paying job so I'm happy uh, and then I'm unemployed or, 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 or I hurt my leg so I can't go to work and therefore you know we're, we're poor for two two three years so I'm really sad you know or or the boyfriend leaves so I'm sad then I get a new boyfriend then I'm happy it's such a mistake. Life is too precious a gift for us to tie our joy to these things. We need to look to something so much bigger. We need to look to something unshakable, to a rock where our joy can be. And that's what the Bible says we should do. One of my... Uh, favourite verses and it's a bit of a a cliched Christian verse but it, it meant a lot to me because when I was baptised uh, it was like some word of wisdom that were given to me and I was a very new Christian obviously at the time and wasn't overly familiar with scripture and I had never come across this verse and it really struck me as powerful and I remember thinking over it and over it and over it kind of meditating on it for a long time and it really helped shape my thinking as a young Christian. I'm so grateful for, for that person, Margaret her name was, who who, uh, who took me aside and talked to me about it. Uh, but the verses, and I should have looked it up before I started talking because I'm going to get it wrong now. Philippians 4 verse 4, I'm sure it was, um, chapter 4 verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. I just, I love that because it's so simple, it's so clear, rejoice in the Lord always, you know, rejoice is, is like another word for invest your joy, invest your happiness in the Lord always. And it's so clear because always isn't just when things are going well or until Apple releases a new product and I just have to have it or, you know, I get I get a Tesla or a house or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife or if only I could get pregnant or, you know, whatever. 
always is. Always. And the Lord isn't going anywhere. So investing your your joy, rejoicing in the Lord, you know, is is a way in which we can have our state of mind, our happiness, our, our joy transcend the day-to-day ebbs and flows of, of events, you know. Whether it's the boyfriend leaves or the girlfriend, you get a girlfriend, or whether it's, you know, the house gets repossessed or you have a high-paying job, these things knock everyone else about and throws them from despair to ecstasy to to tragedy to you know joy these events that that knock the rest of the world about sure we're affect we are affected by them as Christians we're not immune to these things and of course they can affect our short term you know, the smile on our face or whatever, but our joy, our deep-rooted contentment with life needs to come from something unshakable. And if we can invest our joy, if we can rejoice in the Lord always, then... We can survive these things because we have an anchor. Our joy is is anchored into something that will not move just because things are going well or badly in our lives. That no matter what happens in our lives, we know we have this assurance of the Lord, of Scripture, of our salvation, which will never move which we can rely on forever. And in that, we can take comfort and joy and all the pleasure that we need to sustain us. And the gadgets and the lifestyle and the houses and the partners and the children, these things will all come. These things will all go. But whilst we have the Lord and we can rejoice in him always our joy is always assured